Lorena Junco Margain, and I'm so excited for this journey. We decided to launch this podcast to share my story with the hope that you could connect the dots of your life and truly be on your way. Today on On My Way, have you ever felt incredibly unique? Today's episode is all about how one size never fits all. Hola, hola. Hello, my friends, mis amigos. Guess what? I have an amazing surprise. I'm still pinching myself. I really pushed the limit here and I asked Renu, Renu, can we get one more episode from you? Totally unimprovised on a topic that I'm so passionate about and Renu has accepted. So get ready, my friends. We will be having you as a fly in a wall in a very intimate conversation. And I hope you have some aha moments and some good practices that you can start applying as of now when you finish this episode. And please know, believe it or not, you're already on your way. So Renu, for our new listeners that are not familiar, I just want to give a brief introduction. Renu is a Vedic astrologer and an Ayurvedic practitioner and a transformative coach. I have worked with her for almost nine years and she has been instrumental in my journey on how from a devastating mistake I had, they took away the wrong organ and how I came to peace with it. So I invite you to read my book. It's on my way to Casa Lotus. And I also invite you to read Renu's book, which is called A Contemporary Guide to Self-Knowledge Through the Ancient Art of Vedic Astrology. She is one of the wisest person I known in my life. And I invite you to have open ears, eyes, and heart so this wisdom can flourish in your hearts and we can apply it to make a better world. So Renu, welcome. Thank you for having this extra 25 minutes for us. Thank you. So on our last episode, we talked about the concept of ahimsa and also how there's no such thing as a one size fits all. And that has been very important in my life. You know, sometimes you just want the magic formula or the shortcut. And I, I'm going to be very honest. I like shortcuts. So Renu has taught me that there's one big element, which is time. You cannot have quick things happen. You, you need time. You need patience. And Renu, why don't you tell us a little bit more about how the one-size-fits-all approach to life in spirituality, in health, and just how you go about in life? What is the best practice for that? I'm going to start off with a little story and see if that helps kick off this session, because this is my favorite topic, which is one size does not fit all. You know, I've been, I've been on this path for more than, you know, three decades and we can call it the self-help, how to improve ourselves, how some people call it the spiritual path. And I think one of the things that I see over and over again is that people have a formula, you know, you discovered a formula, whether it's a formula to sell more real estate or to be healthy. And then that formula is put out into the world. But what the Vedic teachings that I follow teaches is that you cannot use any formula en masse as if it'll work for everyone. 
So I'm going to tell you a story first and then see if that's our launching pad to our conversation. You know the famous story of the monkey and the fish? Here I am the monkey and you're the fish. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so the famous story of monkey and the fish, this fish was swimming against the currents and she was swimming and struggling because, you know, there was a big, um, the waves are red. And this monkey wanted to be really, really helpful. And he wanted to be a good guy that day. And he said, so he, you know, he reached over, he bent over this tree limb and he grabbed the fish out of the water saying, you're struggling, I'm going to help you out. And he took the fish out and took it to land. And the fish, you can inevitably imagine, it died. So I think this is a really good parable to tell you that when we are seeking out help in any area of our life, whether it's business or health or spirituality, there isn't going to be one formula. And a good teacher is not a monkey, you know, because as I said, in this story, I'm the monkey. I've taught you a lot, Lorena, that I'm very earthy. I'm very pragmatic. I'm very structure oriented. I have a lot of earth in my constitution and you are very watery and you flow. So if I take you out of the water, I'm not going to help you. But, but there will be, you will read books that will say you need to be just like the monkey or there'll be books that will say you just need to flow and surrender. So my work over the years is really evolving and each person that walks in has a unique constitution, a unique karma as well, because I'm a Vedic astrologer, a unique physical, mental, spiritual constitution. Age matters. They have a unique family background. You're from Mexico. Mexican and Indians, we have a lot in common. It's very different counseling, a different culture. So anyways, that's been my, my work is really centered around how do you help someone by not pushing one formula or one type of view on them and adapting your formulas to suit that person's need. Yes, you have told me I am a very watery person and it was actually a relief when I understood I was that. I thought it was a curse to be the sentimental one, the creative one, but now I know it's the gift that I was born with and you kind of make it, you know, you work with it versus against it. So understanding there is no right formula. Everyone has to find their balance. I assume that can be in the decision-making process, you know, through what school you send your kids to. And also, do all your kids go to the same school? Because they have different constitutions, right? And also what, what they eat, even politics, there's no good formula. Do you do it because of the candidate? So how would you play it out like in the world we're living on? Even as an example, like everyone should remove their masks. That is a generalized practice, right? Versus why don't we use common sense and wear a mask because COVID exists, right? And I understand if there's a town where only 10 people live, well, use common sense. So do you think that with a no rule, generalized rule is taking ownership of your actions? Is that where this goes to? I think from the perspective of the person that is seeking help, whether it's through a book or through a podcast or through a teacher or through a, a therapy session, I think it's very important that if you're going to find something that works for you, you have to take ownership. And I think that's what you're referring to, that if you don't have ownership, you go to, to a book or you go to a therapist and whatever they say, you take it. And what if they are the monkey and you're the fish? It's not going to work. So let me, let me back up and show you where this idea of 
at least for me, where this idea how one-size-fits-all teachings don't work. And you see it all the time, and it's getting even worse now with, you know, with the TikTok and YouTube videos, because somebody has an idea. So in the Vedic yogic system of knowledge, which is my, my, my background, from the very beginning they taught us that every single person has different combination of the five elements. You're just using the five elements. You know, the ether, air, water, fire, and earth. Okay? Just using those as examples. Just, just take, if you don't know what that means, just use it. You know that earth is solid, and you know that fire is burns, and you know that water flows, and you know that air moves, and you know that ether is non-existent. These are, these are just five very quick understandings. So each person is, is, is very unique, is what we are taught in the, in the yogic system of medicine. Each person's body is completely unique. Each person's mind is completely unique. Each person's soul journey is completely unique. So if we go back, let's start with the body. What happens today? Let's use that example. Let's say everybody says, you know, quinoa is the best, or kale is really good for you. And you watch five videos and everybody's eating kale and you're serving kale. In the Ayurveda, which is our medical system in, in the yogic system, it depends on your, the answer always depends on your constitution. So we are taught very early on that one medicine is not going to work on everybody. If you have arthritis, it could be you have arthritis because you have too much fire. You have arthritis because you have too much water. You have arthritis, you have too much air. You get a different medicine. In the same way, let's say you're struggling in your marriage or you're struggling in your career. You can't just give one formula. You know, the formula that applies to the monkey is not going to apply to the fish. For example, for you, you are a very fluid, watery, artistic, intuitive, you know, kind of go with the flow gal. And, and I'm not. I am very structured. You, can, you know, I have to study everything to death. But the skill of a really good mentor, a really good counselor, a transformational coach, is to not take my formula, the formula that works for me, and tell you that it's going to work for you. That, does that make sense? Yeah? So it is. So what, what does that mean? A good teacher, anyone who's teaching through, whether it's through a podcast, through a book, even my book, Before Your Future, I give all of the points of view. I'm very careful to say that this is not the only way to do it. Because every single person is going to have to approach it from their constitution. And then you take it further. As I was saying at the beginning, your age matters. I can't give the same advice to somebody who's 40 that I give to 60. It doesn't make any sense. But people, or even genders, you know, guys are really funny. When they come into my consulting room, it's really fun. Because they only have one question. How well is their career going to go? I know I'm being very uh, gender and sexist here. So I have to deal with the male energy, let's just say not guys, male and female energized in a different way. So my work has always been that you don't say the same thing. You, you take that individual in mind and then you, you have to custom the knowledge, the cure, the, the herbs they need to take to that person's constitution. I, I find it hard, you know, growing up in a country where... 99% of the population is Catholic. We didn't even have an option. You just grew up Catholic and never, you, you don't explore other paths. And coming to the U.S., which is a melting pot, literally, of all the cultures, religions, and I have just been so amazed by, first of all, the similarities in religions that we're all kind of 
aiming towards the same goal. But then it is so easy to just say, I'll follow the rules and I'll be a happy person. And, you know, I've tried it and it hasn't gone well. Kind of, it's kind of giving the keys to your destiny to someone else versus you saying, this is who I am, or I am in the path of understanding who I am, but I want to be in the in the driver's seat, right? Not the, not not the co-pilot. Am I taking it the right way, or am I being too like presumptuous about it? I think you are. You're actually hitting it really. You're really saying the, the in the perfect way, which is, if you are trying to give somebody counsel. And the, whether it's on health or mental health or spiritual health, whatever, if the person that you're trying to help is not willing to be in the driver's seat, right, you can't help them. But you can't. Mm-hmm. Because that's why I think people, people, you and me included, we would love to have one answer to our problems, right? People, I, I think I've, I've always said this, all the time people come in and they say, okay, so what should I do? I'm like, wow, if I knew what you should do, <laughs> right, I would be the richest person in the world. I don't know what you should do, but I do know that you need to get in the driver's seat. You need to take responsibility. Once you do that, and I think that includes the formula that I'm give, that people give out. You know, They say, this is the best way to improve your health. Health is an easy one, for example, right? If you do this, if you drink raw juices, right, you're going to get really healthy. Who doesn't believe that today, even in Mexico, right? Even in India, people do that. We know in the yogic Ayurvedic system of healing, the raw juices are really good for the fire person. But if you give it to somebody who's very high on air element, but, you know, air element, they're going to get more digest health problems. Or for example, I'll often get people who come in and say to me, wow, I became vegetarian and now I'm so sick all the time. And I'm like, well, what are you eating? And they'll say, well, I'm cooking beans and I'm eating beans. Well, beans are very hard on the digestion, right? So again, one formula, being vegan, being vegetarian is not going to work for everybody. So what you were saying is that it's very important. We say that in Ayurvedic healing, in the medical system that I work with, that if the patient or the the client that you're working with is not willing to be in the driver's seat, right, they're not going to get well. So the first responsibility, as you're saying, is your desire to get well. Then when you have a desire to get well, you don't look for the one one easy formula. You realize that it's a journey. You realize it's a step-by-step journey. You're going to have to learn. You're going to be taught. You're going to be, you know, every session you have with your mentor, maybe they'll teach you a little bit. You'll add that to your to your things, right? But a lot of time people even come in to me and they want the answers to huge life problems, relationship is a really good example. You've been fighting for 20 years and you want me to give you a formula. No, it's going to take you five years to repair that by learning what applies to your marriage, applies to your culture, your age group, your personal financial medical situation. And I know because, you know, I'm from my background is Indian, yours is Mexican. And I always say we have a lot in common because our family culture is very similar. It's very similar, and I can't apply that same, what I may say to you or my counsel you or guide you, I cannot apply that same thing to a different culture. But I know, you know, the reason I have, with such ease, I moved with the Mexican community is simply because the Indian family's structure, belief, mythology, expectations have a lot of crossover. But it's not the same in the, and I'm not saying one is better than the other. In the Western culture, 
children and, you know, let's say the American culture, the children are independent much earlier. You know, we still stay with our parents till we are, right? You, see, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's the same, it, you know. It has its beauty as well. You know, it everything has, has pros and cons. Yeah, we're not judging it. You know, I mean, I still have to, you know, if I don't call my parents every day for an hour, they don't, they get really upset. That's my culture. You can't not do that. So I have to take, when I'm working with people, I have to take everything into account. And it's not easy, right? Yes. You know, what's fascinating to me, um, culturally, in Mexico, the women is, I cannot say more attuned to their role, but they're more attuned to their feminine role. And there's many successful women out there, but you understand a little bit about hierarchy, about respect to the elders. You don't question it, not because they're right. It's just out of respect. And I think that's a fascinating topic because sometimes you could you could be harming your, the you know the the people you love the most, and then I think you would be kind of shooting shooting yourself at the same time. And I can't stop comparing dif my two cultures that I'm living, that this duality where I see the United States as, as, you know, a beautiful platform of achieving your dreams, conquering big things. But then there's um, some things you have to let go of, which is the close family unit, yeah, uh, because you have to be at peace with all of them giving you the blessing, you know, being sure that your values align. And I think it's a very interesting thing to to even understand how family dynamics are not a one size fits all. You know, if there are more daughters than sons, if the if the yes. father comes from a legacy family versus he's a self-made man so you need to understand the psyche of your parents as well because that's how you were wired to see the world i remember having one of our dearest friends the husband was the one that took the kids to the parties and the moms were the ones working and i would be so judgmental about he's the manny you know like and then i'm like that's so harsh why Why do we have to conclude that the roles cannot be inverted? So I think it's fascinating and I think it all goes back to balance. Lorena Junco Margain, passionate art collector, devoted wife and mother, is already shaken after fleeing Mexico with her family while pregnant due to concerns for their safety. After arriving in her new home in Austin, Texas, she learns she has a tumor on her adrenal gland. Although not life-threatening, the condition is serious and requires surgery right away. Having long experienced unexplained symptoms of dizziness and lethargy that neither medications nor holistic or Ayurvedic treatments have helped, she embraces the news with tears of relief. With a simple surgery, she can regain her strength and joyful spirit. But fate can be mischievous, and to err is human, even for surgeons. Rather than improve after surgery, her condition worsens. On the way to Casa Lotus is the gripping true story of Hunka Margain's journey coming to terms with the permanent consequences of a surgeon's devastating mistake 
mindful that even good people make errors and that vengeance such as legal action would not mend her broken body or soul, she chooses instead to embark on a quest for peace and healing, beginning by seeking space in her heart to forgive. You can get your copy of On the Way to Casa Lotus on Amazon or at LorenaJuncoMargain.com. What we are doing today is just pointing out to people that, one, they, when you're seeking help in any area of your life, take ownership. It's yours. It, nobody can, you know, the, the famous uh, ancient Chinese uh, proverb that says, teachers can open the doors, but you have to walk through yourself. So that's what you're talking about as a ownership. Right? So the first thing for anyone who's on a path of self-transformation, who wants to do better, whether it's in mind, body, or soul, they have to realize that the ownership is yours. The teachers are going to open the door. And a good teacher should be very careful to not put their mythology or their experience or their experience of macho men or not which it's It's not easy to do because it's your personal experience. So what they think feminism looks like, and they must be able to adapt to that person's Situation, mythology, culture, age, financial situation. You know, I'll tell you a funny story. My daughter was in, um, I think she was, she was at work, and she was fussing about something. Oh, I have to do this, I have to do this. And this, this guy came up to her and he said, oh, you're, you're Indian. You don't have to do anything. Your parents do everything for you, right? <laughs> and the other lady said, yeah, but then you have to have, you know, chai with them every day. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, the point here I'm trying to make is that there is, we're not, we're not, this, this dialogue is really not to judge one over the other or one is better. There's everything in life comes at a price. Cultures that are very family oriented, right? They, you know, then you have to have chai with them every day. You can't just, you know, not talk to them for a month, right? Right. Just so, so everything in life comes with a price. We're not making a judgment call, but as a as a seeker, you must understand that you need to find, you can't just take any formula. You know, if you're living in Mexico in a more traditional society and you take up a formula that maybe, you know, works here, right, and it's not adapted to your culture, it may end up hurting you more than helping you. Does that make sense, right? You know, the same idea too. So, and I think, and it's happening, Lauren, it's happening really fast because now we are, we, the times we live in, right? Everything is changing so fast and there's nothing wrong with one, one formula over the other, but it has to fit your situation right now. And I think that's one of the, the big things that I see why self-help books and self-help teachings that you pick off the shelf, so I'm going to read this book and I'm going to be better, they don't work, is because it's not adapted to your particular situation. And a good teacher is one who can do, see that, you know, a good counselor, who can see that, say, this works, but this will not. Now that you've been storytelling, I would love it if you can share with our listeners on how everyone has their own nature. So yeah. could you indulge us with that, with that story? Sure, sure. It's a story. It's, it's called a, the monk and the scorpion, and it's a story of a monk who's walking in a forest, and he sees a, a scorpion kind of stuck in a in a hole, and he reaches out and he pulls him out and frees him, and the scorpion, you know, stings him and goes back into the hole, and so the monk pulls him out again, and the scorpion stings him and goes back into the hole. So he's doing this repeatedly, 
And there's a, there's a guy standing on the side and he's watching and he's like, hey, what's wrong with you? Why do you keep saving this creature who keeps biting you and he doesn't even want to be rescued? And the monk says, it is my nature to save him. That's, you know, his, that's my nature. And it's his nature to stink. And I think it's a parable on how we all have, uh, it's a very extreme parable, that's what they're made for, to understand that we have our own, our different natures. You know, like I have two children, and one is pure water, and the other one is earth. So one's a monkey and one's the fish, right? <laughs> and and what happens in parenthood when you apply this to, to our children, I think, and you don't have to have this knowledge, people who are very good at parenting, they figure this out on their own, you know, eventually. But a lot of times... We are stuck in our nature. We, that's all we know. We only know how to be a fish in the water. We don't know how to be like the monkey sitting on the tree. So what parents do is they, you know, for example, for me to understand my daughter, because she thinks like me, we, we, we are like, but my son, it takes 10 more steps for me to understand where he's coming from. And I think the mistake that we can often make as parents is that we have a one size fits all, as you said, diet, health. You know, we think, well, you know, each of the kid has, if one went to, you know, Ivy League school, the other should too. They may have a completely different orientation to life. And that's where conflicts occur when kids get older, because they feel, I didn't get seen. And you go, I did everything for you, right? But it's because the parent didn't see the difference, right? And they are different. Nothing is personal. It's just yeah. your nature. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Like, The scorpion was just doing what he knew what to do. The monk was just doing what he knew what to do. And, and I think we need to have that grace for everyone. They only know how to do what they know. This is, you know that's, that's where the starting point, right? The starting point is that's what they know how to, what to do. It's their constitution. And, that's what, you know, and, and all the Eastern philosophy is based on that. So you don't force... In fact, that's one of the most harm thing, harmful things you can do is force some somebody into a, uh, you know, it's like forcing a square into a round peg. You know, you're, you're forcing them, saying you need to fit this. And you, we know that as children growing up. And, and this, so culturally, this is a, becomes a problem because in cultures, traditional cultures, you don't get all these choices, Lorena. You know, like in the Mexican culture, all women grow up in a certain, you know, all guys, right? All of that stuff. But times are, ch and, and that's when we run into problems, right? We don't get that freedom, to be ourselves. You know, I mean, my family is all scientists, right? They're all, you know, big science people. And then here I am, I'm an astrologer, right? How do you fit that in? But I got the freedom to do that. But I could have been, they could have forced me, everybody's a scientist, you go be a scientist, right? Maybe I would have hated it. My parents were very good at that. They let, you know, everybody do their own thing. I mean, without, with, with boundaries, of course, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's but it's, it's really called, seeing your child for what they are and not, it's the same as what I started by saying in mentorship, it's so important for the teacher, whether you're a parent or it's not to force the child to, to have one solution. You know, there's one solution to that problem. You know, I always joke that with my kids, they would make a great average. <laughs> if, they, if you average them out, they'd be really perfect. <laughs> and what works for one simply does not work for the other. Right? And it's the same in And always remember, I think it's really important to remember those of you, particularly in health, I think we see the biggest problem. Most therapists, counselors are aware of this, but most health practitioners, because they've not done Ayurvedic medicine, do not know that you can't give 
Ashwagandha is very popular right now. It's Ayurvedic herb. Everybody's taking it. It's completely different on different constitutions. Everyone listening, I really invite you to go into Renu's website, which we will put in the link on the podcast and read her book, Before Your Future, A Contemporary Guide to Self-Knowledge Through the Ancient Art of Vedic Astrology. It is a beautiful book. It is for people that know a lot and also for people that don't know. That's one of the beauties I found in Renu that she just can word it in a very beautiful way that no one seems to be isolated. And I invite you to read my book on my way to Casa Lotus and see if you can reflect on any any of my learning experiences and do know that Renu was my moral compass through it. So this is only the beginning of an amazing season where we will dig, dig, dig very deep and learn about different topics that I think will give us all tools to just be better human beings and make of this life experience a beautiful one. Thank you for listening to us and Renu, thank you. Thank you and hope to see you soon again. Thanks, Lorena. Thanks for listening to On My Way with Lorena Hunko Magain. We'd like to invite you to send us your thoughts and any questions from this podcast by emailing Lorena at LorenaHuncoMargain.com. You can also reach out to us directly through our website by clicking the link in the show description of this podcast. This podcast is a production of Terra Firma and recorded from the historic Arlen Studios in Austin, Texas. Special thanks to executive producer Casey Helmick, studio engineer Joseph Olkeen, audio and video editor Scott Caro, and our special guest, Renu Namjashi. Renu Namjashi.